1: see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little He'll hop Move step. off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Dick right yeah. to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. I saw all the release
0: off the line of scrimmage? Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Off the Line of Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 101. Shout out to GZ first episode of the New year, and on this episode we'll be talking about underdog playoff drafts and dK just talk about some of the contests that you can get into during this playoff season. Uh, we'll talk about various news items that might have happened during the course of the last two weeks since we've been gone. We'll talk about the bold predictions that we had before the season started and how those shook out, and we can also talk about the the get back that did not happen. Uh, when I posted on Twitter or fantasy championships, I was facing Ike in one of our leagues, and um, it didn't it didn't go as planned. So Ike, welcome to a a new year, twenty twenty four. How you feeling?
1: Yeah, yeah. H- Happy New Year, everybody. It's start the first one in twenty twenty four, man. Uh, so ha- how are you? How are you feeling?
0: How are you feeling? No, <laughs> I feel good, man. I feel good. You know, uh, we I enjoyed the championship game. I, I thought Washington was gonna. You know, have more of a fight, but it, it didn't work out. But overall, I'm good, man. You know, made some money in fantasy. You know, I, I I was in the positive for a lot in the positive, so I feel good about that. You know, just you know, want to get ready for the off season and whatever everything that in stores with that. So,
1: yeah, you know, it's yeah, I can I can kind of say the same. You know, I I won a couple of leagues. There was a you know handful of leagues that you know I came up short in, but that's fine. But you know the the, the The get back that Gene was talking about, he had the audacity to post it on Twitter, and I <laughs> immediately told him I was like look you uh if you shoot the king, bet not miss, yeah, bet I mean, not miss. And, you, and the thing is you knew better right you you knew better than that right not, you, knew, bro. you you knew better than that, um but you know we'll we'll i will I'll spare you because we don't we don't necessarily <laughs> go to go into that much detail let's 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 you know that that was twenty twenty three hopefully you learned your lesson. You know, hopefully, you know, you told the class, you'll learn your lesson, and then we can move on. You know, 2024, bigger and better things, right? Bigger and better things. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: But to know today, like, we've seen a lot of crazy, crazy news related to head coaches, oh. college, NFL, you name it. Like, Pete Carroll's gone. Arthur Smith, you know, he, fantasy managers rejoiced. He's gone. <laughs> Mike Vrabel gone. Uh, and then, then we saw Nick Saban retire. Which is crazy. Like, we never yeah. thought he would. We thought he was just going to be coaching until the end. They're they just going to have to just pull him off the field one day. But, man, like, there's a lot, of, a lot of coaching moves. I think right now in the NFL, though, there's like about seven openings. Uh, the Bears, the Bears, uh, they fired offensive coordinator Luke Etzi. They, they are keeping Ibra Flues. So, I think that bodes well for Justin Fields.
0: I think it does. I think it does but again like seeing reports like the Bears organization the higher-ups are like really love Kayla Williams so you would you would think with the move with Lou Getze and Ibra is on the clock like hey you need to do something or else you wouldn't want your 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 last shot left relied on a, a rookie quarterback and a new offensive coordinator so I would I would assume that Fields would be safe, but man, who honestly, I don't know, man. I, it's just it's a lot of smoke out there. I guess we we won't know until we get closer and closer to the draft. Honestly, to see what they do. Yeah, that that's where
1: my mind immediately went. As soon as they said, as soon as they fired Getsy, I was like, oh yeah, I think Fields is staying. And then they, you saw that quote where it's saying, hey, well, I think Fields has improved. Mm-hmm. We are still in the gathering information stage, and we're in a unique situation. Blah 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 blah. So. But it's it's January tenth, right? Yeah. We're not gonna know anything until until
0: March. Until March, March when they when they gotta figure, when they gotta decide if they're gonna pick 50, up that the option, option or
1: not. Yeah, fifth year option and then, you know, and then and then draft and then the draft will happen. Like when the, whenever the new league year starts, that's when you start seeing a lot of trades happening, a lot of cuts, a lot of roster roster yeah. roster turnover. So yeah, we we have a couple of months until then. Quotes in January don't really mean that much. Don't really mean that much.
0: What do you think about Vrabel leaving or getting fired with the whole smoke about, you know, him potentially going to the Patriots or whatnot?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it it makes sense why he would be going back to New England. Uh, I think Tennessee, though, I mean, honestly, I feel like, you know, Tennessee, like they've, their their quarterback situation hasn't been ideal. I know they've, there's been many, there's been many cases where they've, Punched above their weight class, right? I mean, they beat yeah. the Ra- They beat the Ravens in Baltimore. That year Lamar Jackson won MVP. They went to the a- AFC Championship game under Mike Rabel. They won a lot of games they weren't supposed to win under Mike Rabel. But overall, like the quarterback situation hasn't that that was ultimate that ultimately led to his downfall, right? They just haven't been able to get right at quarterback. Tannehill had a pretty good year in 2019, but then he kind of regressed um, each year or thereafter you know Derrick Henry remained Derek Henry for the most part, but that just wasn't enough. And you know, I, I it was time for a change.
0: Yeah. And another thing, like he was never really on board with the GM that they brought in. He wasn't really fond of like the whole, you know, trading for picks and getting ready, like building for the future. He 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 wanted to go get it now. He's not one of those coaches where he wanna wait. He wants to he just wants to go. And I feel like that's was a detriment to the Titans because they could have traded away D-Hop. It got some some value back. Could have traded away Tannehill. Could have traded away Derrick Henry. Could have traded some pieces on the defense just to, you know, retool because, I mean, they're they're middle of the pack team. That's literally the worst place you want to be in in the NFL is like a bunch of old assets and you're just sitting on them and you know you're not going to the playoffs. And if you do go to the playoffs, you're not going anywhere. So you just you just screwed off. You know, getting a, a high capital draft pick in the first round. So it, I don't know. It just didn't just didn't mix well with them at the end in terms of what the goal is for for the future of that team.
1: Nothing worse than being in the middle. Like nothing worse. Nothing mm-hmm. worse than being in the middle. Especially that, that's that, that 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 goes for real life, that goes for fantasy, dynasty mm-hmm. leagues. You don't want to be in the middle. That's the worst place to be in. And that seems like or, it seems like where the that's where the Titans are, are gonna are, are gonna remain. But um, just before we get into the meat and the potatoes of the show, let's talk about those bold predictions that we had in 2023. Let's, let's let's briefly touch on some of the bold predictions. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. You know, my first one was I had I had Greg Dolchich, top five tight end. That wasn't even close. He didn't even mm-hmm. play. He he okay. he played week one, caught two passes. Heard his hamstring got placed on IR. Came back, played for an hour hurt his hamstring again, plays on IR again. So I almost don't even count back because he didn't even get a (laughs) chance. He wasn't even on the field enough to even to show
0: that what he can do. No, and and, and Sean Payton liked Adam Troutman for whatever reason. So that was another thing that was going to be hindering him too, but it didn't really matter because, like you said, he didn't play. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then the next one I had, I had Justin Fields going over 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns that obviously did not hit. Now, I would say the injury kind of derailed him a little bit because there was a there was a point in time where he's on a trajectory to to start, you know, to start smashing uh, some 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 passing stats. But that that slowed down after he came back from the injury. You know, he, he played well. He played, you know, he was kind of up and down, but he, he played he played well in, in spurts. But he didn't ultimately he didn't come close to the you know the 4,000 yards and, and 25 touchdowns. he had 16 touchdowns and only 2,500 yards passing so not not ideal, not ideal um but I did say Alexander Madison will finish outside of top 30 running backs that that <laughs> happened. he was pretty bad most of the season only only two top 10 finishes. he finished overall as the rB 38 so again he'll. Outside of top 30, he, he got a lot of unnecessary preseason hype because of the role he was going to be in, and that was a trap because he's not really good. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not really that good. <laughs> and people <laughs> failed to realize that. I mean, his, his breakaway run percentage was amongst the bottom bottom five, bottom three in the league. Broken tackle, tackles, you tackles know, per touch near the bottom of the league. Like, he wasn't, very, he wasn't good. Yards per carry, awful. So there was there was a lot of concerning metrics with Alexander Madison that led me to believe that look he's not gonna he's not gonna return the value you guys think he is gonna return, and there were many fantasy analysts won't ma- won't name them that pegged him as a top ten running back going into twenty twenty three, and I was like yeah it's pretty ambitious pretty pretty aggressive, mm-hmm. but got that one right, but I got this one wrong DK Metcalf finishes finishing as a top six wide receiver. Uh Geno Smith regressed. He he regressed. GK Metcalf. I mean, he he had some decent target shares and in, in, in spurts. He had some decent spurts in the, the Cowboys game. He, he had over 130 yards receiving and, and three touchdowns. He gave you glimpses of what a top five receiver would be or top six receiver would be, but ultimately fell short. Only finished the top the wide receiver 22. Um, so that was that was a miss. And then my my last one, which was probably my biggest hit, barely hit, but it hit. Jalen Warren outscoring Najee Harris.
0: Yeah, so barely.
1: Now it's only barely because of the last like couple weeks, because Najee Harris had a big week seventeen, had a touchdown in week eighteen, basically the, the 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 week that doesn't really matter for fantasy. But he he made up a lot of ground in those last couple of weeks. But before that, Jalen Warren was comfortably ahead of him by at least four, five, six, maybe seven um, RB slots. And so I think for the most part, like Jalen Warren was hovering around RB 20, RB 19, RB 20 for most of the season. And, and and Najee Harris was like in the RB 29 to 32 or 33 range for most of the season. But Jalen Warren, RB 23, Najee Harris, RB 24. <laughs> That's <laughs> where it ultimately ended up. But it was a, a lot, the gap was a little bit wider than that. Uh, if you prior to like prior to like week 17, it was the the, the gap was a lot wider than that.
0: Yeah. All right. So my bold predictions for the most part did not go well at all. I only got one of the five right. The first one I made was Travis Etienne would not be a top eighteen back. I was bitten by the rookie fever of Tank Bigsby and we all were
1: we all were. I was too
0: yeah, just didn't think that Doug Peterson was going to commit to one back because, generally speaking, whenever he's, you know, been in the NFL, he's always had a two back system. You know, Tank Bisbee was was pooey. Uh, Dearness Johnson was nothing, so it was really Tank. Uh, really, you know, Travis Etienne. He ended up finishing as RB two for the season, uh, which was you know crazy enough in terms of total points, but points per game, I believe, he was RB five. Uh, but overall, he had a decent season. I mean, he didn't he didn't get hurt, and he was reliable, especially in those middle weeks. I believe, like week five through eight, he was like the RB one because he was scoring like twenty three points per game, the lowest output. But overall, he was he he was really solid, man. So I just expect him to be probably borderline, you know, in the first round of drafts, you know, next season. But I mean, we'll, as more information comes, we'll see. But I know. This performance was, you know, unexpected for sure for me. No. The second one is the one I got right was James Cook would be a top 12 running back. And I just believed because of the, the the potential of the workload he was going to get that he was going to come out that way. And it, you know, for a little bit, we were kind of worried because he just wasn't getting involved in the particularly in the passing game. I thought it was where he was going to really shine. Um, and then again somewhere in the middle of the season around like week seven week eight we did see a little more uptick in terms of usage but fancy points weren't really coming I mean there was some spike weeks in there Uh, he did have his best output whenever Joe Brady took over as the offensive coordinator Uh, those first uh, few weeks he he was smashing and then you know the last couple weeks of the season kind of regressed but you know overall you know I know owners could be you know, happy that they drafted him where they did. He he ended up giving you RB11 season um, for the year. The third one I had was not even close. This was a pure positive regre- regression candidate because he didn't score any touchdowns the previous season. Was Deontay Johnson would be a top 15 wide receiver and just just didn't work out, man. Kenny Pickett stinks. Uh, you know, Mason Rudolph, when he was in there, he preferred. You know, George Pickens, which was weird because when you looked at the numbers, well, previous to when he came back in, he 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 was pep- he would pepper Deontay Johnson, but just you know just kind of flipped, man. And you know, M- Mitch uh, Trebasky, uh, he just you know we saw that we saw him he was in there and he didn't do nothing. They were just like, nah, bro, let's go to the third quarterback. So you yeah. know, just overall, just not good quarterback play. The offense wasn't really that good and just wasn't an environment for him to really shine uh, for for Deontay. And then and keep in mind also he was hurt uh, dealing with the uh, the hamstring for about like five, six weeks. So, yeah, sucks. All right, next one, George Kittle would not finish as a top seven tight end. And this one barely missed. He actually finished at six. But, again, tight ends were so poor that, um, you know, he just – As they usually are. Yeah, it just happened. Well, actually, he finished tied in five. He was a twelve point seven fantasy points per game, which was fifth, comfortably fifth, because seven was co-committed at ten point nine. So it looked like it was it was in the cards for him to to, to show up. But I mean, it, it wasn't really a typical you know George George Kittle year. He didn't he didn't have those that streak where he scored like a bunch of touchdowns in a, in, in in a span of games. He just didn't really have that this year. Um, but overall. Tight end was 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 a downer. But I mean, we did we did get some prime performances from some rookie tight ends, Sam Laporta, who finished as tight end one for a total point scored, uh, which is, you know, a rare feat. And then we saw Trey McBride, tight end eight, who was second year, but again, another player that we expected him to possibly do something last year, but he showed up this year, especially when Kyler came back. So happy to see that. But another failed. Prediction for me, and the last one was a major miss. Was DJ Moore would not be a top twenty-four wide receiver. <laughs> um You know, Justin Fields was like, "Yeah, that's my guy," and he showed us that was his guy. You know, this was DJ Moore's best year. You know, go figure with a quarterback that people claim that's not really good, um, but somehow, shame someway, on
1: you. Shame yeah, on you, <laughs> I <know.
0: laughs> sir. I know somehow, some way, you see DJ Moore. Had his best season of his career, finished as wide receiver eight for the season. Um, you know, finished well over 13, a little over 1300 yards, uh, eight touchdowns. He's, I mean, the last, the previous season, his last year in Carolina, he had seven. So this was the most ever. You know, it's just a great year, man. So just again, it goes back to that question about where they're going to do with fields, especially when you see this connection that he had uh, with DJ Moore and. Do you want to reset that clock with a, a potentially new rookie quarterback? So, yeah, man, you know we're gonna go back into the lab. We come back in August and you know try to do this again, and hopefully I go five for five because this was a major fail. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it was a down year for both of us, um, more more yeah. so you than me, but definitely, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a down year for us, though. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, man! We,
1: we, again, what do we what do we say? We gotta watch film. You know, understand the uh, understand uh, what we did wrong, correct those mistakes and be back better than ever for 2024. That's what we're
0: exactly. Gonna do. We're exactly. Gonna do for so me. one question before we before we talk about these playoff drafts, cap or no cap, DJ Moore and Justin Fields, a top 10 duo uh, for 2024.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't know if Fields is going to be there. Right. I mean, we just talk about um, that. You know Chicago is relatively torn, but it's a quote in January. Hypothetically speaking, if DJ Moore is or if Justin Fields is Fields is back, I think they can be a top ten duo. I mean, they were damn near a top ten duo this year, right? I mean, if Justin Fields doesn't get hurt, I mean, they're they were well on their way to be a top ten duo. But for sure, DJ Moore is is awesome, and he's going to continue to he's going to continue to you know create create big plays in the passing game for them, and I, I think. Yeah, I, I think for sure they're gonna be a top ten duo. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: especially with a new assuming... coordinator coming into town that's gonna to be tailored to help Justin Fields realize his full potential because this this is probably Fields last year in in Chicago, unless, you know, something you know, barring something catastrophic, but this is probably his you know, his 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 last year in Chicago, I think.
0: Yeah, um, best case best case scenario for me. With uh with Fields and and DJ Moore still being together in 2024, uh, I I would believe so because I mean if Fields didn't get hurt, I mean he probably goes over 1500 yards receiving easy, yeah. uh, so yeah, this was a smash. But I mean, again, hopefully we don't see somebody like names that are floating out there like Frank Reich or something of that ilk. Like we need something, somebody with we need some new blood, man, for sure. Just not 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 some nepotism type of hire you go get somebody like pat Shermer or something like that then i'll be like nah nah bro like it's not gonna happen but yeah i'm optimistic that the that the fields and dj moore continues in 2024 and yeah i think they're a top 10 duo
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: all right so now let's get into what people want to hear and talk about I know people might still have that little itch of like, man, I don't got no more, no fantasy. I got a little break from week 18, but, you know, some of these fantasy websites got something for you if you want to scratch that itch for this playoff, for the playoffs that are about to happen. Uh, On Underdog and and DraftKings, they got playoff, no playoff best ball drafts. They also got on FFPC, but I know we mainly focus on Underdog. Underdog has plenty of. Tournaments for you depend on how much you want to spend. They got like the the mitten four for five dollars. They got the little mitten five for three dollars. They got big mitten for five hundred. If you if you t- if your big bank take little bank, then you can you can go play with that. You can also play the little gauntlet for fifty or the gauntlet two for twenty five. So, you know, plenty of plenty of uh, contests for you. Uh, but generally speaking, DraftKings they have for their for their contests they got know the top one out of the the, the group of six eventually out of each round until the final underdog it depends on the on the draft that you're you're the you're playing in it could be two out of six uh out of round one it could be three out of six if you're playing in a mitten four it just really depends so um great way for you to you know at least get out the first round and then from there just you know hope and pray so you got anything in terms of a little more detail on the rules or, or, uh, rules in a, or advancement.
1: Yeah. So like you, the unique thing about DK and, and underdog, they, so for, so for, so for draft kings, their advance rates are, or their advancements are, you know, one, one of six in each round to the final. Like there's, there's no, there's no easy rounds basically. Um, and we'll get into the roster construction for both of them. Cause I think that's another unique element to this, but the roster. So, so the, so, so for underdog, you know, it just kind of varies uh, with with each contest that you're in. So, for instance, the Mitten Four, the Mitten Four just is is the most recent one, and I think it's you know it's relatively you know like what twenty five thirty percent filled. So there's plenty of opportunity to, to 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 dive into that. But in round one, it has a fifty percent advance rate, so three out of six advances. So it's a very easy advance rate. And, you know, again, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little just a little strategy on how to kind of approach that because since you have such an easy advance rate in the first round, you don't necessarily have to focus a lot of your players um, on the first round unless, you know, you, you feel confident that some of those teams are going to make the Super Bowl. But in um, e- each round thereafter, it's one out of ten, right? So it's one, you're advancing one, play, uh, one, uh, one team out of ten until the Super Bowl. So that is where it gets a little tricky and it gets a little bit more difficult for you. Um, and then in the gauntlet, in the gauntlet, they advance two out of six um, in the first round. So 33% advance advance rate. And then one out of six, uh, actually, sorry, one out of 14 um, in round two, and then one out of eight in round three. So it's pretty different. So it varies, I guess, based on the contest size. That's probably why they do these different numbers but in any event makes it more difficult as you go get get closer and closer and closer uh to the super bowl and then the and you know, the, then the, the little gauntlet uh two out of six first round and then one out of five um, thereafter so yeah it's
0: pretty pretty
1: uh differing advance advance, advance rates uh, between the two platforms but exciting nonetheless exciting nonetheless
0: Yeah. so in terms of you know r- roster construction ideas I know for me, in terms of underdog, since it's half point PPR, you want to weigh the running backs just a little bit more, even though there's more, you know, wide receiver slash tight end spots. But as you've seen through the course of the season, if you play underdog during the regular season, you saw how how weighted it was in terms of those running backs, especially towards the end of the year, how they could have swayed you in in, in making big money or or whatnot. So, but. Again, like in an underdog, you don't have to get a tight end if you don't want to in your build. But I do believe in your build, whenever you're building a team, don't get caught up in, you know, if you're looking to stack, which is, you know, the way that you should be attacking these drafts, stack a couple teams, but make sure you're not stacking teams in the same conference, obviously, because if you think the Bills could probably go to to the Super Bowl, don't look to add, like the Baltimore Ravens also, then you're cutting yourself off for another, you know, you cutting yourself out on the whole NFC side and that's a, a player pool and that's uh, that you don't want to cut yourself off from for potentially, you know, you no know, adding somebody that could possibly be in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then I think at the end I think at the end of the day, the most basic thing is you want to have five five players alive for the Super Bowl. So you want to have a quarterback, you want to have a running back, you want to have two receivers. Okay. You want to have a flex. You want to have one, you know, five players available in the Super Bowl. Any combination of that. So if you're, let's say, you're drafting, you know, if you if you're if you're drafting a hypothetical Super Bowl of Ravens, Lions, or something like that. So Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, and then you'll have an opportunity to 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 stack him with with uh, with Zay Flowers, and then you'll be able to come back and draft, you know, Jameer Gibbs, and then you'll add Sam Laporta or Jameson Williams, and then add. Uh, potentially Isaiah Likely, so that's five players right there. That for your hypothetical Super Bowl, right? And then, um, and then you could add in just kind of layer in some players that can help you advance past the first round, or you can add in players that will that you may potentially think could uh, advance to the conference championships. So, for instance if you want to add in a couple of buffalo bills in there. So if you think Ravens bills is going to be the conference championship because realistically you could be you the the the, the bills won't see the Ravens until the conference championship. Yep. You know, they'll they'll play they'll probably play Kansas City in the second round and then Baltimore in the in the conference title game. So then I mean that could be another like kind of like another pivot because if you have enough lions, especially if you draft, you know, a backup quarterback, if you draft uh if you draft Jared Goff cuz with Lamar Jackson, you won't have a you won't have a quarterback for the first round. So you'll yep. have to have another quarterback to kind of fill in there. And you can have that quarterback be Jared Goff, right? Because yep. he he goes late enough to where you can add, you know, add to that stack of, of lines that you already have in there. So that's that's another that's another part of it. And then you can layer in other players from from the opposing conference just so you can have, you know, a championship game uh, you know, Basically, set of players to get uh, yeah, from.
0: I agree. And uh, just a, I'm g- glad you talked about in terms of the playoff bracket itself. I think that's a, that might be something missed when people are constructing teams is the fact that you got to understand how this bracket falls. So make sure you, whenever you're making a team, that you're constructing a s- story that makes sense. So, like, for instance, like when you talked about Buffalo, you know, Buffalo would not play the the Ravens till the till the championship game. So don't lock yourself into, for instance, trying to draft you know Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. You've pretty much you know killed off at least one one player from that from from that that group in itself. And you wouldn't be able to draft them
1: those two together anyway, yeah,
0: yeah, I was gonna say, wow. yeah, they're going pretty much back to back in the draft, but for the for the example, I just wanted to use those two. But yeah, make sure you make sure you check in terms of like, for instance, like let's say that I draft you know, Brock Purdy, and I'm looking to get another, you know, another quarterback, don't look to, if you're going to get another quarterback, make sure you're not looking at the, you know, the Detroit and Rams uh, side of the bracket, because that, that, that team that wins is probably going to be playing, playing the San Francisco 49ers, and you've pretty much, you no know, killed off at least one of your quarterbacks when I mean, you want to try to potentially have two going into the to the at least the conference championship game itself. So, again, that's why I say, like, if you're if you're looking to say uh, Timber Bay is going to make it to the Super Bowl on the NFC side, then you want to be looking for your quarterback to be on that opposite side of the bracket so you yeah. could potentially have two of them in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. And just just as like a just kind of like a just plain little devil's advocate here. You could you could theoretically have one of those other quarterbacks. So, like, let's say you have uh, Brock Purdy and Matthew Stafford on on your team. Now, Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you're if you you know personally you're focused on getting out of the first round, you think Matthew Stafford's going to accumulate a lot of points because he's playing at Detroit, right? Yeah, Detroit has been very vulnerable versus the pass. Yes, if you think he's going to accumulate a lot of points to get you out of that first round. But still lose um, to the Lions, then yeah, you can you can use Matthew Stafford as the guy that you're gonna get that you that's gonna get you past round one, and then you'll have Brock Purdy for the rest of the way. Especially because if if you're like let's be honest, if you're drafting Brock Purdy, you think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, right? I mean that that's the bottom line. Like if you draft Brock Purdy, chances are you have an opportunity to draft either one of Ayuk, one of Samuel, or one of George Kittle. You have to stack one of those 49ers because 49ers are pretty expensive. Obviously, yeah, McCaffrey going, number one. They go all within like the first
0: six, seven, p-
1: seven, eight picks. picks. As a matter of fact, like Ravens and 49ers, out of the first 12 picks, eight of them are Ravens, Ravens or 49ers. So, yeah. so it's gonna be very difficult to get any kind of ancillary pieces for the 49ers later in the draft because you don't really care about any of them. You don't care about Jawan Jennings. You don't really give a damn about Elijah Mitchell unless <laughs> something happens to Christian McCaffrey. So it's a little bit harder to stack those ancillary pieces for the 49ers versus stacking the ancillary pieces for the Ravens because at the very end of the drafts you have you have like Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is eyeing a postseason return. He could be available. He could be ready to go by conference championship game time, and that could be a huge a huge boom for your teams, especially yeah. if you make it that far. So there's a lot of, a lot of things to kind of think about. But back to the point about the quarterback, you do want you do want guys that can get you a lot of get you a lot of points in round one but also yep. but it also has to make sense to your point so yeah um because if the if you think the rams are going to win the first round game guess where they're going in the second round they're going to san francisco <laughs> so he's going to be gone anyways yeah <laughs> but yeah. at least but at least in that second round like let's say let's say hypothetically the the uh the the, the rams beat the lions and then and then the rams go to san francisco and you know Matthew Stafford and the and the, and the Rams offense, they they score a lot of points. It's like a, sh- a good old-fashioned shootout. But, you know, McCaffrey has like two or three touchdowns. Brock Purdy doesn't really do too much. But Matthew Stafford is a quarterback that is the, the, the best quarterback in that game. He gets you a lot of points. The Rams may lose that game, but he still may get you to the conference uh, – that, that team may get to the conference uh, finals. Or the yeah. get you to the conference uh, championship game. So it'll have your 49ers and whatever AFC team you decided to 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 bring back with that that's another way that 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 Stafford or a quarterback like that can help you even if they are going up against the the team that you think is going to go in the Super Bowl on the NFC. Yeah,
0: season. yeah, yeah. And just to go back, I know I mentioned the Lions. The Lions are, wouldn't be playing San Francisco. They would most likely be playing you know the winner of Detroit. I mean Dallas and Green Bay, and the winner out of Tampa Bay and Philly would be playing playing Philly unless the Rams win. So uh, just want to make note of that. So, again, that's why you need to actually look at the bracket and kind of play out the scenarios so you understand who's going to be going where because it's easy for you to be – look, you look at the bracket and you just assume that, that okay, Detroit – I mean, the, the Rams are going to be playing Dallas. Well, that's not really going to be possible if <laughs> – uh, in pretty much any scenario unless – Well, the, unless no, Detroit – Detroit and Dallas, Dallas, no, Dallas is, is – is no, sorry. The Rams playing Dallas is not oh, yeah. really possible unless unless Green Bay wins. So, yeah. Uh so make sure you just be careful in terms of understanding the seedings and how who's going to be going where.
1: Oh, another important thing about this is that you have to kind of take your personal feelings aside. Like if you're mm-hmm. a fan of a, if you're a fan of certain teams, you don't want to draft in minds like, "Oh, I think this team is going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to draft like this all the time." Because you don't want to draft because that's not how that's not how the uh, you know the, the draft room is going is is gonna let you draft anyways, right? It's gonna yep. take it's gonna it's gonna snipe players from you. It's gonna take players opportunities away from you, um for um for stacking reasons. So based on where you are in the draft and based on who you draft, that's how you are gonna have to formulate your own hypothetical Super Bowl for each draft. So that's why you do so many of these. I've already yep. done a lot of these, so I have a lot of different scenarios um in my head, and then I also use the super bowl odds the vegas super bowl odds as a guide in addition to that i have you know i looked on one of these uh these online these offshore um betting websites that we use like pavada Mm betonline.ag they have they have the odds of hypothetical super bowl matchups obviously number one is ravens 49ers right number one is raven's 49ers i think number two is ravens i'm sorry either number 2 is Ravens Cowboys or Bills 49ers. It's one of the, it's, it's 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 a top those two are the, like the next two um, yeah. hypothetical matchups and then you have Eagles Bills, Eagles Ravens and you just and then so on and so forth. Lions Ravens, Lions Bills. So you you can you can look at those um potential nice. matchups and the odds of those potential matchups and start formulating some of your teams. Uh, that way as well because yeah
0: I like I like that man I like that a lot I never yeah. even thought about looking those the odds of those of the Super Bowl matchups themselves yeah yeah
1: odds odds yeah, to win the Super Bowl and then odds of the Super Bowl matchups coming to fruition now, obviously yeah. the seven seeds not really going to get that much love you're going to have the the, the Steelers <laughs> they're 10 point um, underdogs and then you have the Packers or seven and a half point underdogs so those are two teams that I don't really I'm just going to be honest I don't have much exposure to but I do have some scenarios where I have a couple of uh I have a couple of uh let's say like Lamar Jackson teams that have like Jordan Love as like my second quarterback just Okay. That, you know Yep. you know that you you kind of have to plan for some of these scenarios because upsets happen all the time, right? Um I have I have a team where it has like an NFC quarterback and then there's I have like Miami Kansas City so whoever comes out of Miami, Kansas City, I know they're going to knock each other out. But yep. at least I want some. Of, I, I want one of those two. I'm banking on one of those two teams to make it all the way versus my NFC team. So there's a couple of things like that that I have. Um, so like, I know you've done. How, how many drafts have you done so far? Not not how many, but have you done a lot of drafts so
0: far? I haven't. I haven't done as many as you have. But you can start. Like if you look at the draft boards, you can see how know how people are starting most of these drafts at this point in the game they're starting off stacking so whoever that you you start off with you could probably follow back up with another person on that team for sure but if it's if it's like a san francisco player you're probably not getting anybody on the on the round back especially if you're one or two in in your drafts but i've done i've done six drafts so far but i'm gonna be doing i probably, I probably reach 40 or 50 before before Saturday comes, for sure.
1: Yeah, right now I'm at 48. So, <laughs> hey, I, I,
0: hey, yeah, I'm at forty.
1: Yeah, and, and the gonna... thing is, like, they, they haven't been um, – they were – a lot of them have been over, like, the last, like, week and a half. Mm-hmm. So, this was, like – it started around Thursday of last week before, like, the matchups were finalized. Luckily, in, like, a lot of the drafts that I've done – Um, I haven't um, drafted players that are dead. So I think there's like a a handful of teams that I have that have some Jacksonville Jags on there that, you know, they're basically dead. But outside of that, I mean, I was drafting some, I was drafting some Nico Collins. I was drafting some Jaden Reed. Um, I was drafting some Aaron Jones um, before, you know, we knew that the Packers were going. I do have a a team with DK Metcalf on there. So that team is obviously dead, or at least that part of the team is dead. But there's a lot of these there's I mean, there's so much strategy involved in this. It's like it's it's insane. It's 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 fun at the same time. It makes you think a lot. You have to really, really, like put your thinking cap on and play out, play out, play out a lot of these scenarios.
0: Yeah. And I think the last point that I have in terms of constructing a roster is that don't be afraid to be contrarian at the end of your drafts, because, again, like Super Bowls, you never know who's going to smash. In terms of you know those points, cause I mean, like for for instance, Jerk uh, Jerk McKinnon last year, Smat was was doing work at the end, like towards the end. Uh, even this year, somebody like Julio Jones with you know Devonta Smith being questionable for playing, that could be somebody that can, that can get you some points. Somebody like McCall hartman Hardman with you know Kansas City, they don't know who they can trust outside of Rishi Rich, Rice and and Travis Kelsey. So you know somebody's gonna point out. So Justin Watson yeah justin watson and so it just or even somebody like michael gallup he might flash in a game that you wouldn't expect it so don't be afraid to be to be contrarian because you do got to be different once you if you make it to that final round like you being being contrarian that one spot could be the difference between you making a, you know 50k or you know you just leaving with like a hundred dollars so
1: yeah building uniqueness is very very important in, in in these contests because all it takes is one of those those late round guys to to have a spike week, and you have a leg up over the rest of the field. So again, you know, like you mentioned, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup has been a forgotten guy for most of the season. But if I'm building Cowboy stacks, I have to have Michael Gallup in mind, especially to fill out my roster, because he could pop off for like a big, you know, a big play against, especially maybe against the Packers, to get you through or in the second round. If, you know, obviously, assuming the Cowboys make it that far, they will. I think they'll beat the Packers pretty handily this this weekend. But, um, but mm. you know, Michael Gallup is well, a prime, is going to be a prime target because he's free. He's going at the very yeah. end of drafts. End and, of the drafts. Yep. Um, you know, play, players like that, and you definitely, you definitely would you know you know need to attack um, those those guys. And we, we haven't met, we haven't really mentioned uh, too much about the the four the four or five seeds. Those players are very cheap as well. You know yep. Texans, Browns, Eagles, and Buccaneers. The Eagles ADPs falling, you know, falling fast. Yes. I remember, I remember when I first started doing these uh, these playoff best ball drives. Jalen Hurts was going relatively high. Now he's going what fourth, fifth round maybe. So he's going, he's going pretty late. Um, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, they're going late because you know AJ Brown is uncertain with his knee injury. They said it's not serious, but that we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how he is in practice. Devonte Smith has had that high, uh, high, mid, low. I don't know what kind of ankle sprain he has. Can't don't know what it is. But he's been, he's iffy. DeAndre Swift, he's going pretty late because he sat out week 18 with an illness. Must have yep. been a pretty bad illness for him to sit out. The only guy that's really reliable right now, and he's still cheap, is Dallas Goddard. If so, if you're building Eagle stacks. Dallas Goddard is is a viable option, but everybody on Tampa Bay is very cheap. They're going after round five, round six. They're going they're going very very cheap. Mike Evans, he can give you a lot of spike week potential uh, because the Eagles' defense has been bad all season. We don't even know if Darius Slay is playing. Um, I think he was he was rolled out. He was rolled out week
0: eighteen. Yeah, I think he's questionable, but. I don't know if it's a good questionable or not. So
1: yeah, he might be on the wrong side of questionable again. So that that remains to be seen. But that that defense has been bad. They got torched by the Giants. Tyrod Taylor looked really good against them, bro. So I mean, <laughs> you got you got Chris Godwin going late, Rashad White going late. I mean, hell, I mean, if you think the Buccaneers are gonna make some noise in the playoffs, let's say they mm-hmm. go to they obviously they beat Philadelphia and then they. They'll they'll have to play, they'll play uh they'll play the uh, 49ers. Let's say they upset the 49ers. Let's say they upset the 49. Like if that, if that's the hypothetical Super Bowl you're thinking of, Baker Mayfield, very very cheap quarterback. Especially if you haven't drafted one at all, or you have one of the bye week quarterbacks. So if you have Lamar Jackson, yep. you can you can wait till the very end of the draft and just stack Buccaneers if you think the Buccaneers going to make a run. So there's yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of different combinations, a lot of different scenarios that you just kind of have to you have to roll with um based on how the draft is going and based on what your hypothetical Super Bowl is going to be.
0: Yeah, I agree with all those points. And again, like I did two drafts before we before we recorded, and on um, both of them, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown were going after the like mid-fifth, low sixth round. I, I was able to stack them both in both both drafts. So I'm like it's insane. At least I uh, at, at least I got my my week one. Um, potentially in terms of a lot of points being scored, maybe. But, I mean, this is a quarterback that was, you know, a QB, what, four for the season? And then you got a wide receiver that was pretty much a top 10 wide receiver the whole year till like, the last few weeks. So, I mean, I'll take those points if, if, if they're ready to go, for sure. So, again, that's why you play – you want to play a lot of these. You want to play a portfolio approach when you play, especially uh best ball uh, playoffs because you never know who's going to hit. And again, this is in terms of the the bucket of players you ha- you can choose from is is very tight. So any scenario can you know get you over the top for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um,
0: oh, real quick. So uh, yeah. So,
1: so there's so I've, so another thing that we didn't mention is that like whenever you're in the middle of a draft, let's say you're five six picks in, and you come up with the you know a you, you you have like a little bit of a conundrum on your hands like you're trying to add to your stack. You're trying to add to like one of your, let's say you have a Cowboy stack going and, you know, you have Dak, you have C.D. Lamb, you might've missed out on Jake Ferguson, or you might, but you have, you have Brandon Cooks. Let's say you're trying to add like one more Dallas Cowboy to, you know, to your stack, like a Michael Gallup or maybe a Rico Dowdle, but you have like a, a much better, real life player like let's say you have like a mike evans or you have a puka Nakua, or or cooper cup or a sam laporta or somebody that what wh- whatever you however you're trying to complete your stack there's like a much better player that's that's that's, that's like sitting there available how do you navigate that in in drafts uh because like because a... you, you don't necessarily like the thing is the thing is with these with these drafts it's important it's important to like not be too caught up in Oh man, this guy's such a, a a much better player than this guy. Why why am I drafting him over him? But it doesn't really make sense for your team, the team that you're drafting. He could be a, a much better player, but for the team that you're drafting, it's it's a it's a little different story. So how do you yeah. how do you how do you approach that, and how do you navigate a situation like that?
0: So for me, uh, whenever I get caught in those situations, I always try to think about the teams I've already built, especially if because if you're playing portfolio approach, you might have like. In your portfolio of 20 you might have two. you might have like four or five different you know, t- squads where you got you no know, dallas stack mixed with somebody else so within that you can see you know once you got later in the drafts like where did you go did you add another did you add that fifth player from dallas or did you, you know go a different direction so for me i just i just kind of you know you know this time around i might go with you know rico dotto and the next time if i got Four players from Dallas. I might go Mike Evans, and and go a different direction. So I think I just go to the approach where I just I just try to mix it up, honestly, because um, again, that might be the difference. And I don't want to you know be locked into you know having half my like half my roster potentially just being wiped out after the first round. So I try to yeah. differentiate between between both scenarios, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I I like to, I like to do the same. You never, again, like the the objective, like the end goal, the end game for these drafts is to have five players that are alive for the Super Bowl, for your hypothetical Super Bowl for that particular draft and drafting, you know, Cowboys, you know, drafting drafting Cowboys, Packers and Lions in the same, in the same, uh, because they're going to p- eventually play each other, and then half your team is going to be gone by the second round. Hell, they could all be gone in the first round. Well,
0: yeah,
1: well, well. Not, not the Cowboys-Packers, but by the second round, you're you they're dead, right? And you don't. And, and on the other side of that, you don't want to have, you know, Bills and Bills and Chiefs because they're both going to be done by the second round. Um, mm-hmm. So there's 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 a lot of different uh, you know strategies here, and you don't want to you want to give yourself the best chance to have the most players alive um, by the end of the tournament where all the money is basically made. That's where the money resides. Super Bowl, where the money resides.
0: <laughs> where the money resides, where the money, <laughs> the money resides. resides. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, on that note, we are done. We appreciate y'all You know, tapping in with us, listening to us, talking about, to attack some of these playoff drafts. Hopefully y'all got some information that you can, you know, take back with you and, you know, attack these, these, uh, these money contests. And hopefully we can, you know, hear some stories of people, you know, winning some big money. Hopefully one of us wins something because we didn't get, we didn't, we didn't get too lucky in, in, in the regular season. Maybe we might hit something in the playoffs. So I'm going to take some of these winnings I got during the regular season and start applying them to these, to these playoff Playoff uh, baseball uh, contest. I need to catch up with you because I'm I'm way behind where where you at right now. So
1: yeah, and then just let me just real quick. Let me go over a couple of uh, teams that I've, I I have built already. Um, we we did we went through hypothetical scenarios, but actual teams that I've drafted. Let me just go through uh, just uh, just a handful of them, just kind of to kind of give you guys a glimpse as to you know how I'm approaching some of these. So I actually went through the liberty of labeling some of these teams. <laughs> the way that I drafted them. So let's go with this one. So I have a quarterback. So I, I'm in this one, I am thinking of a, actually, this is not a good example. Actually, this is a good example. Um, I'm thinking of a Dolphins Lions Super Bowl, right? My hypothetical Super Bowl is Dolphins Lions. So I have Tua as my quarterback. He's my only quarterback. And then I have my running backs as Jameer Gibbs and Devon Chan. And then my wide receivers, I have Tyreek Hill and Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's five players that I am wanting to pencil in as alive for the Super Bowl. And then just to kind of supplement that, um, I have let's you know, I have um, no, I have Brandon Cooks, you know, for the for the run for the run back on the Cowboy side. Now, that's only four. But this team, this has my five that I that I want alive um, for the Super Bowl. Let me get I think I have a better example than that. Um, Let's see. Um, okay, so here's here's one. Here's a here's a much better example. So I have my hypothetical Super Bowl of Cowboys versus Chiefs. So I have Dak, Clyde Edwards Alaire, and then I have CeeDee Lamb, Rasheed Rice, Brandon Cooks, and Jake Ferguson. But on the other side, my I have a backup quarterback. My backup quarterback is Jared Goff. So my other hypothetical is a potential Chiefs Lions Super Bowl. So obviously, Jared Goff is my quarterback. My other quarterback. Then I have David Montgomery, Clyde edwards alaire Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Rasheed Rice. So that's mm. five players alive for that scenario. Yeah. So this is this is one of the you know few few teams that I was able to keep you know five alive for either sorry si- either side of the coin. So I can look at a Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl or a Lions Chiefs Super Bowl. Either scenario, I have five players alive um, for the final for the final round. Now, the Cowboys, now this obviously goes to the shit once the Cowboys and uh, Lions play in the second round. So basically the winner of that, um, the basically the winner of that game is is my Super Bowl team that I'm hanging my hat on, right? Yeah. And since I drafted more Cowboys than Lions, I want it to really, I want it to be more, the, the Cowboys obviously survive because I have so much more exposure um, to the Cowboys. Yeah. But you're also in this scenario hoping that the Chiefs don't slip up and fall. So that was one that that was another example that I had. But, you know, just kind of building teams like that, you know, just, you want to you want to you give yourself as many um, opportunities and optimize your roster to put up as many points as possible in each round. And all these in all in those three teams, they don't have any buys. So they're they're out the gate round one, round two, round three. They're, they're out the gate from 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 round one. So, you you got you got five players locked in on either side.
0: Yeah, I like I like that. I was gonna ask you real quick oh, in terms of what made you go with one quarterback and when in that first roster that you named.
1: Um, it's just a, kind of like the feel of the draft. Um, you know, you you don't necessarily because you want to give yourself multiple outs uh, and multiple opportunities to stack as many players as possible. And again, if I, if I am if I am hypothetically wanting a you know. If 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 I feel strongly about the Dolphins going to Super Bowl based on how I'm drafting, then I just need one quarterback. Like if I think the, yeah. the Dolphins are going to go into Kansas City and beat beat the uh, beat the Chiefs, based on how I'm drafting, I'm gonna make sure I have players to so, to, to, to complement that. And so it just kind of depends on the draft and the draft room and what they do, and then you start pivoting um, as you know pivoting accordingly.
0: Okay. I feel you on that. Okay. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us, listening to us. Make sure you follow us at Off The Line FF on Twitter or X. You can follow me at Fantasy Genes, that's G-E-N-E-S. Follow Ike at just underscore Ike09. You know, um, make sure y'all, y'all, you know, follow us, you know, tapping with us in terms of seeing what teams that we, we post on, on X and give us your thoughts about those, pati- those particular teams and how they – are gonna how you think they're gonna shake in you know these brackets and uh, make sure y'all y'all also tap into destinationdevi website where you can tap into some of the tools like the the trinity, trinity tracker.
1: Check out the trinity <laughs> tracker, please. That is like one of the best pieces of, and and for me like who loves wide receivers. Yeah. I, I I'm like I'm I'm gonna be diving into that all all off season long like like prepare. To be sick of me talking about the Trinity Tracker all 2024. So yeah. just heads up.
0: <laughs> Make sure you tap in with that. There's a promo code where you can, you know, you can access the, the training tracker for the rest of the month for I believe it's a dollar or three dollars. Can't remember which one very cheap. You know, get get you a, a snippet of how that, that Trinity score for wide receiver works and and the breakdown of that depending on if you want to look at it weekly. If you wanna look at it uh, plot weekly like a like a like a stock, you can see it that way also. But great tool for you to, you know, navigate, especially the dynasty uh off season in terms of looking for players that you're looking to offload or 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 you know get before you know this draft season starts and before the season starts for next year. So make sure you tap in with that tool. Great tool, probably the best tool I've seen for specifically wide receivers. I I've seen in my, in my years of playing fantasy for sure. So make sure you tap in with that on that note, make sure y'all know, get busy on these best ball playoff drafts and let's try to win some money. Peace out. Peace out.